It has been a while, and I'm super happy to start getting back on the horse with everything. Um, for those who may not watch my YouTube channel, uh, that was the first place I sort of announced it, or at least the first place I sort of recorded the announcement of why I've kind of been on this hiatus for a little while. I often take that from at least the podcast end, simply because I kind of want to keep this something that I just want to enjoy and not something I feel sort of obligated to. It's simply like my love for movies, and as I feel the need, I like to make entries and talk about them. So... Uh, I had a list of films that I wanted to do, and then I ran into an issue where my computer completely broke down on me. It was not working. I had to get a new one, and what I wound up doing was I wound up getting um, a bunch of the necessary components and building my own. Uh, I've usually kind of just built on top of pre-built PCs. I've never built it from the ground up, so it was very exciting, very... Um, Difficult, a lot more difficult than I guess they make it out to be, but fun and rewarding at the end of it. Uh, along with that, you know, it just it put a damper on my ability to do anything. I had to postpone all of my editing, all of my recording, anything I wanted to do for any podcasts and whatnot. I actually have my third podcast in the works with a couple of friends of mine. We're starting a podcast together because I think they're really cool dudes and i think you know we've been friends for so long i think we'd be really good at it especially with the fact that i kind of have this experience you know this is going to be entry 205 and i've been doing this for two years and i have two of them the other one is not as successful as this one is simply because i don't add a lot to it you know i'm kind of in the middle of writing actual novels not short stories um but hopefully i can get a short story out there sometime soon uh, it is in the, it is what I plan to do, but I also have to stick to my other goals of wanting to do the audiobook version of my novel that's out. And if you're listening and you haven't checked that out yet, you can check it out on Amazon. It's called Look What I Did. You can look up that title or you can look up my name, Jesse West, check out my author profile. It'll be on there on Amazon, available as Kindle, uh, a Kindle version, ebook, or um, paperback version. Uh, I would really appreciate it. It's probably one of the few things I do that I kind of, you know, try to monetize and make money off of currently. Uh, everything else I try to put out there on like a sort of make it, you know, free content because it's stuff I enjoy doing. And any support I really want to push people to kind of show if they do want to support me is go out uh, to the Amazon site and just get my novel and shoot me a review when you read it. Shoot me a message if you did read it and tell me what you thought about it. That means the most to me uh, over most you know monetary value things uh, for anything that I'm doing currently. Uh, however, you know, I'm digressing a little bit, but just giving a little bit of a story simply because I've been out of the game for um, over a month. The first entry for my comeback after another hiatus, you know, I think this is the third hiatus I've took from doing entries, probably. Yeah, I think second or third. Uh, we're going to talk about the sequel to Avatar, Avatar The Way of Water. Now, I'm not going to say that my point of view is in any way, shape or form unique. I'm not going to say that my point of view is in any way, shape or form gonna be as simple or as basic as a lot of people's i have a very more in, in in my mind i have a very much more substantial opinion on this simply because i view it as what it is at the ground level the first avatar movie that came out 14 years ago um is a complete 
maybe I shouldn't say a nightmare. It's just not something that I appreciate as much as everybody else does. And I'm going to break it down to the most simplest of brass tacks for everybody. Avatar at its base level, its core storytelling mechanisms is not unique. And this is what, you know, a lot of people say. And I'm not saying that I'm going to say the exact same things as everybody else, but I have to address it. It is not a unique story. And the reason why I feel that it should be held to the same scrutiny of being a very similar story to many other movies we have seen over the course of the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, and why we shouldn't consider it to be held to any high regard for its storytelling is simply because we do that with so many other movies, and for some reason, Avatar gets a pass. I'm sorry, but I held I hold the same energy for every movie when it comes to that level of scrutiny. If I'm going to sit here and say that Avatar is an amazing story, an amazing movie, and all of that, it, I can't say that wholeheartedly and not acknowledge the idea that at its core value, it is a very basic story. A person, uh, let's not even say a person, a, uh, an entity that is of the, wants to overtake a culture that is not of its own origin, but then realizes that those who are forcing them to do so are wrong, and then they turn face and start working against, working against those who were its, its sort of leadership in a way, and now becomes part of the resistance that has built for those. It's... I'm just going to go out and say it. It's it's Last of the Mohicans. You know what I'm saying? It's Pocahontas. It's Fern Gully. It's all of these movies because they're not they're not difficult stories. They're not difficult story arcs. They're not they're very the very ground level of storytelling is at that. It's that core value of what that means. It means that base very basic format. And I'm I hold that wholeheartedly and I have that argument constantly simply because there were people hounding movies like The Hunger Games for the exact same reason. People have hounded movies over the course of the last 20 years for the fact that they say it's nothing new. It's the same shit over and over again. Avatar falls right in there. And the only thing that's foreshadowing to anybody in and anybody who's a real huge fan of it, nobody talks about the story. They all talk about the visual effects. The visual effects are tremendous, especially when you talk about the 2009 one. It cannot be beaten for what they were capable of doing in 2009 that was not of the norm. Now, there are so many things that are of the norm that it's very difficult to be above that in any way, shape, or form. We have progressed so well in our ability to... And, and the ability that, uh, that the studios have to show what films are capable of doing. And Avatar can't really be held any higher than that because they're now... Like, if they were advanced in 2009, now they're doing exactly what everybody else is doing. But I'm going to get to what Avatar 2 kind of does with that. But I still want to harp on Avatar for a second as well. That still, all of those visual effect things, they do not translate to home video. As beautiful in the theaters as the 2009 Avatar was, that those special effects, that capability that that film was able to succeed its reputation for and totally let people ignore its very rudimentary storytelling 
and story arcs and whatnot, that basic fact that we all harped on how visually amazing it was, you cannot translate that to home video. Anybody watching that on any streaming service is not going to get the same experience that they would in the theaters. And the movie can't stay in the theaters forever, and eventually it's got to come out, and eventually you want to make sales on DVDs, and you want to get it to be watched on all the streaming services. The best you're going to get now is 4K. And 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. The best you got was 1080, and maybe you had a 3D TV maybe you had a 3D TV. I'm not saying that that's unlikely, but it's a very small percentage of people that had that capability to actually experience what Avatar was selling. Avatar wasn't selling a story. It was selling these visual effects done in such a way that had never been done before. Now, fast forward 15 years later almost, and we have Avatar 2. What does Avatar 2 do? It does the exact same thing. Try to exceed visual expectations. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to say flat out, Avatar 2 was actually a lot better than the first Avatar. It's completely overshadowed its predecessor and not in a bad way. I actually appreciated a lot of what the sequel to this film had to offer, but I do have my gripes about it simply broken down for storytelling purposes. Like, why is it that the main villain... From the first one, the general, played by, um, what's this actor's name? Uh, what's this guy's name? What's this guy's name? It's Lang. Lang, 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 Lang. Hold on, let me, let me pull it up really quick. I have it in here somewhere. Da -da 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 -da. Avatar, Way of the Water. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, who played the general in the first one, who they murdered. They killed. They, they defeated. Okay, they defeated General Lang in the first film. All of a sudden, they also have the technology to save his subconscious and load it into an avatar of the alien race and also his entire squadron because this is the type of technology that they have and they're using it on a bunch of soldiers. It just really, like, did not make any sense to me to have the exact same villain for this story. If you told me that it would start with everything it started with, how Avatar 2 starts, it starts with them going through years. Years have passed since they won the war. Years have passed. They have kids, and they're raising them, and they're all like teenagers now, and they're living a great life. All of a sudden, humans come back, and they are demolishing land to build fortresses there. And they have these robots that are able to do it in such speedy amount of time. Like, all that technology makes sense to me. The only technology that I am not willing to accept is the fact that they had this saving... Maybe I don't remember it from the first Avatar. I'm not going to go on a limb and say that they never mentioned it in the first one. But as far as I know, they never go re reference back to it to show that that was something that they decided to do. They just went with, okay, let's just throw this in there and people are going to have to accept it. And I'm sorry, I'm just not accepting it. I'm not accepting that you have all this technology, but you're refusing to, to, for, you're refusing to, I'm not, I'm not going to accept this refusal of yours to think that I'm just going to accept that. No, I'm not going to accept that because it's piss poor writing. It really is. Like, it's just making an excuse to get this guy back, and he's not necessary. It should have been a completely different bad guy. It should have just been the humans. This whole chase sequence that forces them across the ocean, 
it's it's just a plot device to do that but it's not done to the point where it's meaningful there's no meaning behind making this guy come back from the dead just to make him still be the villain it's pointless and i didn't really appreciate that however that aside it's still a good movie in and of itself like you can have these gripes about many movies that have plot holes that that really could piss you off to me that's a plot hole that pisses me off and i think it's poor choices on what they decided to write the script about and everything else around that is really good all of the stuff about how they have these kids and they have to leave um being tree people and go across the water and be part of the water people now and get involved in that community and their connection with the water animals there's so much that this has to offer that is really really good it's really rich in building up more of this planet because we totally forget that this is a whole planet pandora is a giant vast planet that we're only involved in 12 percent of it you know like they just went across the ocean and found a bunch of people who are basically like sea they're, they're sea people in a way they're, they're the same aliens of pandora but they all live and breathe and they f- swim and they're, and they're they're bred as sea as sea creatures i would i can't wait to see when we explore another 12 percent of it to see more of this planet because it makes so much more sense the humans are focused on one spot but there's this huge planet that could easily be explored to introduce more of these tribes and more people to get involved that eventually i believe is going to lead to an all-out war and i swear to god if the general played by stephen lang is in every single one of these movies i'm gonna have a shit fit because it doesn't make sense he should just have been killed and we should have moved on with somebody else that's really my only gripe with this i have heard a lot about people feeling a little unsettled by the visual effects i'm only talking about avatar 2 the storyline as far as visually avatar is beautiful but it is not unique anymore there are films that are capable of doing this out there maybe avatar pushed a little bit of the boundaries making it slightly more 3d capable but a lot of people were like, oh, I feel sick, and oh, like, why could I? I couldn't watch because it's so visually, it's visually too much. Understandable. It's not for everybody. But when I tell you that I'm watching a good 30, 40 minutes at the beginning of this film, and I looked at my wife and I went, doesn't this feel like a video game? And it does. These are the effects that you could find in most AAA games that you can play on a high-end system right now. Or even on a really well-built PC with a really good monitor, they push out visuals that are like that. Not the 3D stuff, just visually what it looks like. The way that they've done the animations is not much different and not that far off from what a lot of gaming studios are capable of doing, what a lot of anima- uh, animation companies are capable of doing. Any of these renders of really good quality animation and, and these these effects that they're able to do where they create these, these beings and these creatures out of special effects, it's not new. It's not as new as what it was 15 years ago when, when the first Avatar came out. Then it was pushing boundaries. Now it's meeting them. So visually, it is amazing to watch, but it's not something that anybody who is really exposed to high-quality visuals hasn't seen before. 
Whenever I go to the theater to watch a Marvel movie, I'm watching it in 3D, Real D, XD. I'm watching it as highly advanced as it comes. Anytime I want to go see a movie in theaters and it comes with the option to upgrade it to any one of those special effects areas where you're going to see amazing shit because you want to see it like that, I'm upgrading to it. And anything that's up to the level of what Avatar is offering is right there or maybe a step below it because, yes, it is really, really good. Avatar is really, really good visually, especially the visual effects. They are done extremely well, but they are no longer unique to anybody who is engaged in what you can get out there as far as visual effects and animations and all this stuff is concerned. It's out there already. I play PlayStation 5. I have a 4K monitor. I'm watching this movie thinking I'm playing a video game and I'm waiting for the cutscene to end so I have to take control of the character. That's, that's how I felt as a gamer. And if anybody else kind of felt that way, I'm right there along with you. And it's true. It's the unfortunate truth. Avatar can no longer push any boundaries because it's not doing anything that's unique. It's doing exactly what everybody else is doing, maybe with a, little, with a few little tweaks that make it a, a step above. I am going to say that there are some things that do make it slightly better than what we have seen. And maybe that's one of the reasons why, you know, it took so long to get this because those visual tweaks are definitely worthwhile and they definitely stand out that make you feel, okay, this, not everything feels that way, but a lot of it does. A lot of it really does. It feels like it's very basic or it's very video gamey. It's, it's very much not too much to write home about as the first one does. But now it makes up for it in good story. You know what I'm saying? Like the first one was visually amazing and it sucks for story. This one is tremendous in story, but visuals are kind of, you know, up to par. <laughs> They're not exceeding anything. That That's just my feelings and my opinions. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to continue. I'm, I'm going to change my mind about my feelings about the Avatar franchise. I still feel that there's this slightly too mainstream for me and i'm not a person who hates on things simply because they're mainstream and they're overly popular or anything like that i give credit to where credit's due and the first avatar and maybe the avatar series as a whole still to me doesn't fully deserve to be as overly popular as it is it deserves to have its fan base because everything deserves to have a fan base if it is worthwhile and all the people who are really diehard avatar fans Good for you. You deserve to have this high quality content that's out there for you. These movies are great for you, but I just do not like the fact that there is still this sort of enigma that these films have created. That I just don't think they're 100% worth it. Are they worth recognition? Yes. Are they worth as much as it's getting? Not so much, but that's just me. That's just me. I'm still going to go watch the third one because the second one is actually really good. So I need a tiebreaker. To me, the first one sucks. The second one's bomb. So I got to watch the third one so I can break the tie. If the second two are better than the first one, then I'll succeed and I'll become a diehard Avatar fan along with the rest of you. I am appreciative that the sequel is coming out pretty soon, I believe. I think it's sometime this year because um, James Cameron apparently filmed both movies back to back. So, like, he finished the editing on this and all the visual effects on this, and he released that one. So now the next one is coming out, I want to say sometime at the end of the year. 
I believe. Let me let me look at that really quick so I can not talk out of turn. Uh, Avatar three, the third Avatar three. Cameron, who stayed in 2006. All, for those who don't know, also, there's supposed to be five of these. So we waited 15 years for the second one. And apparently this year, again, we're getting the um, third one at some point in time. Subject to eight delays. The film's theoretical release has been subject to eight delays with the last latest occurring on July 23rd. It is scheduled to release... Oh, not this year. Next year. The end of next year is Avatar 3. December 20th, 2024. So he's not 100% done filming it. So we're not getting another one this year as far as I can see. But there is an Avatar 4 and an Avatar 5. Apparently scheduled for 2026 and 2028. And, you know, I'm guessing he's got to do that because... uh, James Cameron... This man's 68 years old. He's not going to be able to do this forever. I mean, granted, I think Clint Eastwood's like 105, so he's able to keep doing it. So maybe James Cameron will see this this series of his own uh, to its end. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the third one. I hope it's as good, if not better, than this one. And hopefully it's not a, a crapshoot and they still stick with doing good stories. And who knows what the visuals are going to be like, but I'm going to keep saying that it's not going to be what everybody expects unless they you've never been exposed to that stuff and if you haven't then you just got to wait for the next avatar to get it i guess